0: The Kilkenny Hurling Podcast with Eddie Skelly and Robbie Dowling brought to you by KCLR and Scoreline.ie It's the Kilkenny Hurling Podcast brought to you by KCLR. Each week, myself, Robbie Dowling and former Blacks and Whites manager... Eddie Scally cast our eye over all the action from the weekend senior, intermediate, and junior league and championship games, as well as looking ahead to the next round of action. I am delighted to say that I am joined by Eddie Scally in studio. Eddie, how are you today? Uh, Good, Robbie. Yeah, no, great to be back in, recording in studio with you. Before we get into it, it is the Kilkenny Hurling podcast. But yesterday, Eddie, for you, you've been over Bagginson Gales all year. Uh, Your season came to an end with the Carlo football semi final. lads listening in know what it's like maybe to go out with a championship bitterly disappointing yeah
1: it is um, you know I just kind of feel like in a few weeks time when you look back on the year I might look back it and say you know it was a good season we won the two leagues in football and hurling, and then you know got to the senior hurling semi-final got beaten by Mount Leinster Rangers by five points and they went on and won it but the football I leave with a bit of a bad taste in my mouth. I really okay. think we left it behind us Um the fair juice to Chin the, the set up they were very very hard to break down conditions were atrocious but I genuinely believe we we, we saved our poorest performance of the season for the county semi-final and, and I know I know the lads will be really good at when they watch it back but look that sport they're a really good young team I'm very proud of what they did this year you know as the only jewel club left in the championship at that stage you know we were focusing on hurling up until seven weeks ago yeah. so it does make it really tough for us but the likes of Tin Ryland, Ratville, Og, they've had the whole year to prep for a football championship and it's not surprising that you have Tin Ryland and Airog meeting each other too you know football clubs that focus fully on football but yeah. um, Bagmanstown are coming Robbie I just hope I might be there to see it
0: yeah well a brilliant first year in charge well done Eddie and commiserations on yester- yesterday's defeat uh, we will get on to the hurling in Kilkenny of course across the weekend there were four first round championship games and the Shield and league final in the St. Kansas Credit Union Kilkenny senior hurling league and championship um, all six of these games were on Casey to run through the scores it began on Saturday at one o'clock in the Shield final O'Loughlin Lachlan Gales were 520 to 215 winners over city rivals James Stevens. then Dixborough acclaimed the league title with a 319 to 15 point defeat of Glenmore the first knockout game of the year in the top tier saw Ballyhale Shamrocks win by 2 goals and 16 points to 14 points against Danes Ford in Johnlock Park in Callan on Saturday evening TJ Reid with 2 goals there there were further 3 games on Sunday 2 of them were in UPMC in Olin Park the first saw Greg Bally Callan defeat Clara by 118 to 114 then Liam Blanchfield inspired Bennett's Bridge to a 512 to 310 defeat of Tullerone and Mullinavan were winners over Aaron's own in Danes Fort by a scoreline of 4-11 to 10 points um, Eddie we're we'll getting straight into the championship I know I like to get maybe the, the games of less significance out of the way usually first but just those championship games and we'll start chronologically the Shamrocks in Danes Fort went as expected but Danes Fort put up a hell of a fight here for a long time
1: they did um, in fairness and I, I had said that to you last week that I, that I genuinely felt Danes Fort there'd be a sting coming in the tail and I think you know, that'll stand to them there. That's the last few games Dane's Ford have become very, very competitive. There was a key turning point in the game. For me, it was the missed penalty for Dane's yeah, Huge. Yeah, um, huge. Like they were right in on it at that stage in the game. Um, it was an absolutely brilliant save by Dean Mason. Um, I think he tapped it over the bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richie 65,
0: I think, and Richie Holden put 65, 65 over, over yeah.
1: bar. Um, but the bar. But, you know, they got a point out of it instead of three points. Mm. But at the time, if Dane's Ford had cracked that ball into the back of the net... Uh, that was going to bring them level Bally um, yes. Ballyhill kind of kicked on from there um, Colin Fenley was back for mm. Ballyhill. Um like he's back a week like he was man of the match well very close I don't know if he got man of the match on the radio but no, by all accounts TJ, the, uh, TJ was going to get it with all the scores yeah, but yeah. by all accounts Colin was absolutely everywhere he was immense but you know a unit like Colin inside in the full forward line it's just a nightmare for defences because anything that goes anywhere near him Colin, he he mops them up all day long, and Ballyhale really, really improved for him being there. Now I'm hearing a cheeky little rumor going around that one Mr. Joey Holden was spotted in Kilkenny at the weekend Right, so I don't know how true this is my sources are very very good I was going to fire a text off Sorry there, on to see, but it was too early this morning when I heard the rumour that he was there I'd be surprised if he is back I was told he's definitely not coming back but yeah. this is Ballyhale and yeah. who knows if the chips are down these boys uh, they'll they'll all come home yeah. through so it'll be interesting but good win for Ballyhale Dane's Fort I think will be going into the relegation final with their tails up not down I think they'll take a lot from that
0: yeah for Dane's fourth you're seeing Colin Fenley say tug out and then eventually he's obviously playing and a massive role for the Shamrocks over the weekend does he strike fear into a team and will he strike fear into the borough coming up
1: yep every team any club team in the country that sees Colin Fenley coming out So even if Colin has a bad game you can't leave him you can't leave Colin Fenley yeah, alone for yeah. one second and then like he has it everywhere if he goes low on the ground even though he's a big man he's brilliant on the ground and then in the air he's, he's still good in the air mm. like so straight away if you're Dane's forward, you're looking at it and you're saying right, we need someone to man Mark Colin Fenley we need somebody that's going yeah. to be physically strong enough to handle him which is going to be hard to find but then fit enough to stay with him fast enough to stay with him and then is good on the ground and look he is just going to be an absolute nightmare and he's going to be a nightmare for um, Dixborough as well in the, or yeah Dixborough next week he'll be a complete nightmare for them too but you know, Harlem wants that. You need Colin Fenleys and people like that in games. Owen Cody's the same. You can't take your eye off him. TJ Reid the same. But look, it is it is a big thing. But for me, definitely, I think Bally Hale will come out of the game a bit disappointed. Um they'll they'll be wanting more than that. They'd like to be a lot more convincing in games. Um so I think that's what I'd see coming out of that game. They're coming in they're genuinely are coming in under the radar against Dixborough. And on the other side of Danes Fort like I said this to you last week, we were chatting and you'd said to me, you know, if Dan's Fort were offered a four point defeat now would they take it? And I said the supporters might, but the players would definitely prefer to get a crack at Ballyhale. And I think I think that's gonna really, really stand to him Richie Hogan was back playing yesterday, he'd be a big lift. Paul Murphy was brilliant yesterday. I think I think Danes Fort might be okay. You know, they're going to be playing Aaron's own, we we'll talk about later later on, but I I think I, I genuinely think Dan's Fort are gonna be okay.
0: Well that's the relegation final, but we are gonna move on to all of these games. But for the Shamrocks we're going to preview that blockbuster affair with Dixborough coming up this Sunday it'll be live and exclusive on KCLR but do you think that they needed to put in a better performance ahead of a game against Dixborough against Fort to go in with the right preparation if that makes sense as you said yourself they maybe will be slightly disappointed with how it went despite getting over the line yeah well this is it I mean they'll train this week Pat
1: Holman will be drilling it into them that there's improvements needed in every area of the field um, sometimes you kind of want that when you're in management you, you you know you want to be looking at the game and saying right where can we find improvements mm-hmm. if they went out and won the game against Fort by 30 points would that be good preparation Are you better off uh, being true. in a hardened battle so like I think what'll happen this week with Bally Hale, they'll get a couple of days to get bodies back right and the whole because it was tough conditions at the weekend. But I think what'll happen on Wednesday night or Thursday night is they'll review that game and they'll look and they'll say, right, we need improvements on this or this. <clears throat> like one glaringly obvious thing with Bally Hale this year it was mentioned on the radio a couple of times, and I'm not pushing it on it, but it's something I love about Bally Hale I wouldn't like
0: to take away from them, but every time they go on the attack, to try to get a goal, like yeah, and, and, and it was actually funny that you mentioned it. I don't like interrupting people, especially you, Eddie. But uh, I think uh, Adrian Rowland posed that question to Pat Hoban, and Pat Hoban had suggested that this is something that he doesn't want to see. He doesn't want to see the Shamrocks forcing a goal all the time because when you try to manufacture a goal, as Taggy would so perfectly put it, when he's on commentary for KCLR, it tends not to come off. When when the kind of goals come naturally, if that makes sense. Well, This is it like I, I've
1: covered two or three Ballyhale games this year mm. and it's it's one of the most exciting things about watching Ballyhale Owen Cody catches a ball on the 50 every other forward in Ireland turns and strikes <laughs> it over the bar Owen Cody looks and sees there's a gap in here yeah, now yeah. that he can run at and he goes and you know it doesn't get a goal every time but what it does do every time is it gets the crowd on their feet and TJ does the same Colin Fenley will do the same for Pat Hoban though you're on the line and you're looking at we've had 15 attacks and we've come back out of it with a goal and two points instead of getting 15 points. You know, do, do you get what I'm saying? Yes. When a goal is on, take it. When a goal is not on, tap it over yeah. the bar and keep the scoreboard taken. And I think next week against Dixborough, Ballyhale have to be very conscious of that. And that's just one of the things that they look to improve. From the start. It. Oh, 100%. You can't, you can't constantly be trying to get goals. Kenny famously did it for years, getting goals early in games but you have to keep the scoreboard ticking over so it's I would say if you have five attacks come out of it with four scores that's the target so whether that's four points or a goal and three points or whatever it is but score four times keep the scoreboard ticking over you win games doing that but if you have 15 attacks and you come out of it with five scores unless they're five goals you're not going to win the game You know. so I think and this is it's not a negative thing don't get me wrong it's the it's the thing I love most about going to watch Ballyingale yeah. is the rootlessness of their forwards that they all do it but from the other side of that if Ballyhale had taken their chances against, uh, against Ford at the weekend if they tapped them over the bar they wouldn't have been tight in the game when that penalty was given but instead they kept Ford in the game because of doing that mm. Dixborough won't be as forgiven.
0: OK we will get on to the Shamrocks and Dixborough and all the other quarter finals a little bit later on but we do want to continue continue our review of the first round championship games Sunday we both said the Shamrocks would win like most people in Kilkenny would have thought I said that Clara would beat Greg Ballycallan. you thought Greg Ballycannon would win and they did 118 to 114 a really good performance and result from ballycallan
1: Yeah in fairness to, to Eugene Clunan you know Greg Ballycannon have been going really well this year like they've you know, in most of their games they've been competitive. There's been no game where they've yeah. been steamrolled and stuff. And that, that really stands here. Whereas Clara have been and they you know, they know this themselves, but they've been hot and cold. Mm-hmm. Um you know, they were excellent the week previous against Mull when they really needed to be. But um dress it up any way they want. Clara'll be really, really disappointed yeah, I would I would have have to be gone out of the championship this so, early. Yeah. Definitely. Um Greg Ballycannon on the other side. Absolutely brilliant result. It wasn't a classic game. The weather, it has to be said as well, the weather was atrocious for these games at the weekend. Um, There were some horror shows uh, (laughs) to be honest. um, We'll get to the intermediate classics in a minute. But but there was some horror shows and fair juice to all them players. They're all amateur players. But tough days and on tough days the big men stand up and I think from from what I'm hearing and what I'm told Billy Ryan absolutely yeah, it was his stage he laid it up and that's what Greg Bally need they need Tommy Rowan. and they need um, they need Billy Ryan they need players like that lighting it up every week for them to get there even young Dunphy there in the, in the full back line, Tom Dunphy, mm, Tom Dunphy yeah. they need players like him lighting it up in the full back lane. and when that happens when that happens you know they're, they're, they're going to be a challenge for everybody Eugene Clunan has them really well organised and I'd say the people of Greg Valley Callan are absolutely thrilled the
0: way the share is going The result obviously is everything come Championship time but when you consider that most people I think ourselves we both thought it would be a really tight game it looks tight on the scoreboard but there was a freak OG scored in this game from Greg Valley Callan we should say where um, he kind of chipped his own goalkeeper with a back pass uh, they were I wouldn't say comfortable but they seem to be in control for the entirety of the game, does that go to show that they haven't just improved in terms of how to get over the line compared to last year, but they've also improved their performances to a huge extent? I know they've
1: they've been they've been really good this year, like genuinely, um, you know, in fairness, they they have been very very good. I seen I can't remember which player it was that hit the own goal. I did see it. Uh, I watched it on on YouTube this yeah. morning. I don't know if you've seen the goal yourself. No, I haven't seen. Or um, I think it was Kion. Um, Moss, not Mossy. No, not Mossy. Don't like. know. I think it was a. Oh, um, I can't think of his name. Basically, from 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 looking at it, the car He was playing. He was in the corner back position. He had the ball, and he turned around, and he he just struck it back to the keeper. But the keeper was a few yards off his line, and it got caught in the wind, and it it literally just dropped in over the goalkeeper's head. I can imagine the player himself. You could see him kind of dropping the head the minute he done it yeah. um, but that can be an absolutely I, I don't know I've never seen an own goal in a hurling match before but no neither had our commentary team no but I, do you know what some teams would buckle when that had happened they didn't they just you know, dust themselves off, let's go again. It'll never happen again. I know you're saying that the, the the goal there probably made it tighter than it needed to be because obviously the own goal it would have been, you know, a different scoreline. But look, Greg Ballycallum were full value for their win there. Um Clara, proud club, they're always gonna fight hard. You know, you would said Clara were one of the teams that you kind of felt you wouldn't be shocked to see them in a semi-final this mm. year in the championship. They're bowing out in the first round. They'll be really, really disappointed with the season that they've had. They, they did struggle early in the year with injuries and things like that and that happens too. But, you know, to be fair, Greg Ballycallon are fully deserving of their place in the, in the quarters
0: proper. Richie Kion, I Richie think it was Keown. Richie Keown. There's Stephen Kion and Richie Kion. I think it was Richie got the OG. If it was Stephen, apologies to Richie. If it was Richie, apologies to Stephen. Um, But, as you say there already, and... You know, they got the, there was four points in it when that OG was scored. It's back to one point. Clara then go and make a level. You're thinking all the momentum is with Clara here. For Brody Callan to go on and win this game by four points, like, it goes to show that there's a real sense of belief and determination within this team that, well, let's be honest, was lacking massively last year. They lost all their games up to a relegation final.
1: Yeah, look, you know, it comes back down to that thing called character. Mm. And you have to show it sometimes. And, I, and I'm going to say it, and like I often, I tell you that generally <coughs> management don't have management might think they have huge influence on games and huge influence on players they don't they set up teams and they try and have them structured and all that teams are what win games and what do it but Greg Bally have a manager that's over them with massive character Eugene yeah. and you know he died on a sword for Galway so many times he did the same for his club so many times I think he got the winning goal in a all Ireland final against Greg Ballycallan. there's a little stat for you there I think he'll be right yeah. I, I tell you what he did as well he scored the goal with the full-backs hurl he pulled it out of his hand and he pulled it to the back <laughs> of the net so there you are he scored <laughs> the goal go. with a Greg Ballycallan man's means hurl necessary. Um, but this is it but he showed his rootlessness no genuine. he actually the, he, there was a melee on the ground and he picked up the fullback's backs hurl and he buried the ball in the back of the net and the rest is history but Eugene Clunan, I honestly think he's bringing a bit of a steely resolve that he always hurled with like he was a brilliant hurler and he was a great mover mm. with the ball but he was also a teak tough like yeah. and I think Greg Ballycannon are, are inheriting some of them really good traits that he brings to it and you know what they're going to be a challenge for whoever they play I know the Village. Yeah. They, they got a tough draw in that against the village Um. But you know what? I'd say I'd say that they took the draw too. You know the type mm. of way it's not, it's not beyond them. Yeah. Um, I don't believe it is beyond them that the village will need a few players to step up. They had a poor day at the office at the weekend. Yes. Um, but I'm sure the rest of the players and whatnot will so be coming in fresh. But it'll be interesting to see. But I think the big talking point of the weekend for me was Greg and Clara. That was the game we thought was going to be extremely tight. Um, and Greg Ballycannon come out on top and brilliant stuff. They're, mm. they're into the quarters and, and more power to them.
0: We will stay talking about Ballycannon later on because they're still in the Championship. But this is the last time we'll probably speak about Clara this year. For them, six games played in total, two wins. Those two wins coming against Mullen of and Dane's Ford, who, with respect, finished in the bottom two of their group. Uh, they won when they needed as you said last weekend to avoid relegation against that. but nevertheless for a team like Clara to go out this way they, they'll be very very disappointed with their championship as a whole
1: uh, they will, um, you know. As I said, and uh, you know, I'm not making excuses for Clare either. But they did have a lot of injuries early in the season. I don't know if that transpired as the season went on that these yeah. players come Liam back. Liam
0: Ryan was missing there, there <laughs> during the weekend, for example. Yeah, and Lee Lester played. Ryan, I don't think played at Lester all. Lester came year. on, I think yesterday. Yeah. yeah, but he was crippled for a lot. I think he was know, injured. Yeah. So
1: like, like, that's another absolutely monumental player for them. Oh yeah. Um, look, it's been a disappointing year. They've a new management team in there. Um, you know, lots of clubs tend to panic and rush and the whole at the end of the day they didn't end up in a relegation semi final. True yeah. They got into the championship. You know, take it what it is. If they feel that they're building I remember Ronnie saying to me one time, I asked him, you know, in management, was it was was I staying on too long or what should I do? When he said to me, If you feel you're moving forward, you stick with it. But if you feel you've stood still or you've gone backwards get the hell out of yeah. Dodge. I wonder Clara themselves they're probably going to try and introduce a new structure in how they're playing and what They have a new management team in there. They've only been there a year. Yeah. It, you know These things take a little bit of time and with the injuries and the whole lot I hope Clara give everybody another chance and, and, and get one more year and see can they build on it. But you know they're going to be really really good to be going out of the championships this early. But you know there's other ways you could have been going out of the championship could have been in two weeks time in a relegation final and no one wants to be there. Very
0: very true. Another team gone out of the championship, probably the surprise of the season so far, Tullerone, 5-12 to 3-10 against Bennett's Bridge yesterday. Liam Blanchfield was on fire here. We had him down for three goals. I think he may have got four in the end. We were kind of unsure, I think, on the last Bennett's Bridge goal, who got it. Um, For Tullerone to be out of the championship in the first round, you had them down as maybe in the top four, if I'm not mistaken, this year, or potentially around that area. Yeah. no, um, Definitely. For them to be gone and gone in this way as well uh, you know uh, an 11 point defeat to Bennett's Bridge this is not a good way to go out of the Championship.
1: It isn't and I <clears throat> you know I I spent five minutes last week bigging them up on the podcast yeah, there yeah. saying about how good they are maybe it was my fault but Tullerone, like they will be really 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 disappointed um, you know they, like they have they have four or five Exceptional players, yeah. that are inter-county top-class players. They've Paul Boogie in the goal is absolutely brilliant. Um, Tommy Dunn, um, they've half a dozen Welches there. You know yeah, where Tommy, Walsh. Tommy Walsh Tommy Walsh Shane senior. Walsh. Shane yeah.
0: Walsh Park was. You know they're they're
1: all there, and then you've Mossy Kehoe and um, Garrod Dunn in the forwards. The whole mm-hmm. like like they really really are a strong team. Bennett's Bridge. On the flip side of that. For me, my fear with Bennett's Bridge was their inconsistency. I felt that they couldn't back up a big performance yeah. with a big performance. Next week we'll have to see if they can back up a big mm. performance with a big performance, but they put in a massive performance yesterday. Five twelve is on a horrible, horrible day is massive scorn. But from yeah. Tullerone's perspective, I don't know. I don't know what went wrong. Um you know, it's it's inconceivable the backs that Tullerone have to be conceding five goals in a game. Um you know, and they've done it. They're, they're, they're this is Tullerone. They've done this. I've seen it in all Ireland final they conceded five goals. They they have a tendency to switch off and concede heavy amounts of goals, but they always seem to be able to dig it out with the other end of the field. They weren't able to dig it out against Bennett's Bridge yesterday.
0: You would said earlier in the year that you would Bennett's Bridge tipped as a Yeah. I, I <clears> think <throat> I went for Bennett's Bridge last week, you went for Tullerone, but we both had be a tight game and it wasn't. No. But you like you would tipped
1: as one of yeah. the teams you felt could get to the semi-finals this yeah. year, you know. Yeah. And I think you're, you're being proved very correct now. But it was just it was just one of them days, um, and you have them, Robbie. You know, I thought it was going to be a tight game. It wasn't a tight game. Uh, you know, you can't blame the weather. You know, I'd lad saying to me, "Oh, the weather. If you'd a bit better day yesterday, you know, that you might have been much closer to beating to Ireland." I said, "Look, they were playing the same weather conditions as us. It wasn't like it was sunny on their half of the field. The same here with Tullerone and Bridge I think um, Blanchfield he was immense as when yes. against them um, he was the same against Hale. Mm. he went to war on them and I, and I said that to you I think if they can get ball into him he'll he's he'll, the Colin friendly of right? oh he, he is but like he was so economical with the ball that day and it's not just him there's a few lads there at Bridge. the Morrissey lad was absolutely brilliant with them um, Enda Morrissey yeah. Sean Morrissey Clear um, our, Nicky Clear Jason yeah, Clear Jason was Jason back Clear. yesterday um, and then Enda Morrissey a full back like yeah. I mean this Bennett's Bridge team it's just for me they just need to put in two performances back to back Kevin Blanchfield as well at midfield Yeah, Ciarán like, Brennan back there's just so many players there yeah and like they were starting to come back for the Ballyhale game Karen Brennan come on as a sub mm. against Ballyhale so do you know maybe maybe Bennis Bridge are going to time this one to perfection this year um, yeah. they could that performance makes them contenders yeah. for the championship not for a semi-final that makes them contenders for a championship to beat Tullerone by what 13 points um, is it thirteen points? Eleven points? Eleven points. Eleven, 11 yeah. points. It's like that's if I told you Benetridge are going to be Tullerone by eleven points last week, you'd have the men in white coats taking me aware.
0: Eight points, apologies. Eight terrible points. Match, Our match, match, match But anyway. Terrible. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, apologies. Uh, eight points. Five twelve is twenty seven. Three ten is nineteen points. We're, we're recording this very early in the morning, just let people know. Um <laughs> just, <laughs> Yeah, God almighty. Um but just on Tolerone, Eddie, I just want to say something because I just don't think their season was right at all. And what I mean by that is As I said to you, I think it was two weeks ago now, I thought that group was the easier of the two groups. I know maybe you disagree with me on that, but they defeated Mullen They defeated Claret. They defeated Aaron's own. Now, with the greatest respects to all of those three teams, they haven't really covered themselves in glory this year. They were well beaten on the first weekend by O'Loughlin. By eight points, first weekend of the league. You know, whatever happened in the last round against Dixborough, I don't know. They obviously didn't care about it too much. And then they go on and lose comfortably enough to Bennett's Bridge. Something just seemed a bit off this year with Toller They weren't near the level they were at last year no. and the years gone by. No, they, like the only convincing win
1: Toller had in the championship was against Mulnavat. Yeah, and Mulnavat had excuses for that performance yeah, that yeah. day. We spoke to people in Mulnavat about that. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I really don't
0: know. It's what just a strange one for Tullerone to be gone so early and in this manner
1: it is um, they, they did get a really tough draw drawn Bennett's um, Bridge like, yeah, let, let's true. be honest they did, they did get drawn against one of the big guns but still you know Eight points in hurling, you know, it's still it's still not a huge defeat. It's not nearly as big as the thirteen points I was putting him down to get yeah, beaten yeah. by Ireland for
0: eleven. <laughs> but it was
1: it's it's not that. Even the eight points, it's not it's not that the loss by eight points. It's the manner of the defeat. Bennett's bridge were fully in control for all that game. There was never a doubt, and that for yeah. me, that for me, isn't something that I would have I would have thought was. Not going to happen. Tullerone are going to be good over this season. Mm. So they are. Um I don't know. Like it's it's too hard to put a finger on it now. Without being at all of their games to see why there was so many inconsistencies, why they weren't getting it out of it. I don't know. Um, I don't know what's going to be next for Tullerone but they're they're going to have to just pick their
0: teeth up off the floor and come back next year bigger and stronger. Do you think Bennett's bridge, they had to start from the first minute of their first game in the league and go right to the death to avoid relegation or to make a league or shield final or to get into that third or fourth spot. Do you think that stood to them in the end whereas for Tullerone, it just seemed to be coasting by the whole way through the league. Yeah, The, the group that Tullerone were in, because you had
1: the two bottom clubs there, mm-hmm. you had that buffer that you knew you weren't going to be I know it sounds terrible but you oh, know you yeah. weren't going to be in trouble for relegation because yeah. the bottom two teams weren't going to pick up enough points on the other side of it there Bennett's Bridge <coughs> they were in a lot of dog fights they were in yeah. you know they were in a lot of tight games um, was it Bennett, Bennett's Bridge was that the 10 points a piece draw at the that, village yeah. yeah like that was one of the classics of the championship yes. it'll be one of the games 100%. we look back on but games like that you learn about yourself. You mm. get, you know, the team bond together. to get through it. The, you know, the conditions were absolutely atrocious that night. But mm. they got through it. They got it. They came out the other side of it. They got the draw with the game. Not the end of the world. They went down to play the Shamrocks in Thomastown. Needing a win, really. Yeah. Like, let's call a spade a spade, to, you know, to get them into that safety area. And they got it. Like, Hale ended up in the relegation in their group. Like, do, you, mm. do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, every time Bennet's Bridge went to the well, they had to deliver and that does stand to you when it comes down to the business end of a championship and there it is it's, it shows it now like I mean when it came down to the the business end and, 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 and it was time to go digging deep into your souls to find out where you're going to come out of it Bennett's Bridge were able to do it and Tullerone
0: weren't yeah okay that's Bennet's Bridge and Tullerone the final game of the weekend in the championship Mullinavatt 4-11 Aaron's own 10 points again I think you went for Comer last week Eddie if I'm not mistaken uh, do correct me if I'm wrong I went for Mullinavatt I thought this was a shoe in proved to be one I mean, we'll start with Comer because they have a relegation final coming up. I think they This isn't good at all. I mean, you're in a relegation semi-final, and to be honest, Richard, the game seemed half over by half time. Yeah, I. I actually the reason I tipped Comer mm.
1: last week was because I felt the manner of Mulnavat's defeat by Clara was going to hurt them. Yeah. Now, what I also did say to you at the very start of the year was Mulnavat always gets to the quarterfinals. Yes, they do. And Munavat in the quarterfinals again the this
0: year. Play I think it's the <laughs> third
1: year in a row now or something. Um, so it's, it is it is what it is. I'm delighted. I really am delighted for Munavat. So am I. Um, yeah. Because, you know, maybe maybe all it took was me to tip them to get beaten for them to get over the line <laughs> in the game. They um,
0: can't be like that. I said they um, go down one year and they
1: went mad at me <laughs> or um, something. So no. Well, what I what I did say last week, a few weeks back, I said Munavat are always they're a team I love because they fight so hard and they're so dogged. But. Um, yesterday's performance against Mulnavat or against Comer th- th- it was a horrible horrible weather again mm-hmm. obviously all the games had them this weekend but to knock up 4-11 is a phenomenal turn turnaround from what they did the week previous to Clara but without being at the match I know John Walsh was super again inside and forwards yeah. but without
0: being at the game the one thing that stands out to me is how poor Comer are oh yeah Um, I've been saying this all year without kind of rubbing it in or anything like this is as I've said consistently I think when you're flirting with relegation year in year out there's a reason for it and there's something fundamentally wrong whether it be with the club I don't know or certainly with the team and there seems to be something wrong with this team at the moment Yeah they never get relegated though um. No they don't to be fair (laughs) in recent years Um, but only because there's been a team or two worse than them and you would wonder if that is the situation this year I don't know. I don't know. It, it, Dane's Fort is who they're going to be meeting. Mm. If they perform like they did yesterday,
1: they're going to be getting relegated. They'll be year. gone, yeah. Um, I don't know. I really don't know where it's going to come from. Mulnavats, I suppose, focusing on Mulnavat. 4 11, horrible conditions in a tricky game, which was a really dangerous game. It's a relegation yeah, semi final. Yeah they have done what they needed to do they went out and, and pummeled them that's them through to the quarterfinals. they're going in there with a pep and they're stepping out they've nothing to lose they'll be happy where they are Yeah. coming from where they were Comer on the other hand they're going to be they're going to need their one or two big big players to step up hugely again yeah. and try and save them in this one I just think Fort are going to go into that relegation semi-final with all the momentum Despite um, the fact they've lost every game Yep yeah, um, yeah. I think they've lost every game this year in the championship, but they're improving at every think, yeah, stage.
0: Yeah, I think we've said that, haven't we? They're kind of every week in and week out, they're just getting that little bit better, even if it's not maybe showing on the results.
1: Yeah, and I can't remember at the start of the championship, you tipped Comer, I think, to get relegated. I did. Oh, I'd yeah. say I went for Dane's fourth.
0: Um, so Says, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. So
1: now you're left in a situation where you have the two teams that we tipped playing each other in the relegation final, um, yeah. which, which is. We good from our perspective picking yeah. bad from their
0: perspective yeah, um, yeah, is, true. The, yeah. is the Clekeny Championship a little bit predictable at what's going to happen I the thought the that was painfully obvious I will say that um, I thought it was painfully obvious that these two teams would be in a relegation final which isn't great but it yeah, was Never an air predictability
1: of it when you see yeah. the draw as well you're looking at the minute you look at a draw in a championship you're looking saying right where is the potential bananaskin where is that day that we think Comer might just pip somebody or where yeah. will Dane's fourth get it two of them are going up, going up against each other um, I actually think this will be a brilliant game um, could be yeah. I think both teams they'll, they'll throw the shackles off I think they'll let at it and if that happens you'd have to fancy the for it because a player like Richie Hogan in an open expansive game he's going to absolutely
0: relish it mm. um, hopefully he'll be fully right I assume the relegation will be finals in two weeks I'd it's say in two weeks time it's in Freshford it'll be live on KCLR it, it's I think it's either the Saturday or the Sunday in Freshford yeah so they have two weeks two weeks of a bit of a rest to get Richie
1: you know wrapped up in that Cottonwall and Mullen, try and have him as fit and fresh as they can but for Comer um you know it's one more game further well Nevada are going into the quarters as I said with a pep in their steps Comer are going to be going into a relegation final with their heads right down
0: yeah it's Saturday the 7th of October at half past three in Freshford. Aaron's Own versus Dainsford just before we wrap on that relegation final Eddie that's coming up um, does the fact that Dainsford are only up and basically 90% of people think that or thought that they would go down this year and if they go down they're only going straight back down to intermediate whereas for Comer they've been up and senior for so long maybe not that they wouldn't have expected to be in this, but certainly wouldn't have liked the thought of going back down to intermediate. Do you think there's more pressure on Comer or is there equal pressure considering it's just a relegation final?
1: I think there's equal pressure on both teams. Um, you know, Dane's Fort won't want to be, they'll be doing everything in their power to stay up. They've huge amount of work being done in the club. You know, they're progressing hugely. They have a brilliant underage structure. They have a great setup out there. Um, they need to. They need a team at senior. You know, that's it, yeah. it's a vital thing. Comer, likewise, massive facilities, the whole lot, great setup out there. Too, they need a team of seniors. So, I think the the pressure is equal on both teams, and that pressure it's going to create a kind of a cauldron effect. Hopefully, the pressure bursts in two teams, as I said to you, go flat out after it. I would say the bookies will have Comer slight favourites in oh, this I game, so, yeah, based on past experiences, yeah, and that that will stand the to Comer too. I think, I just think momentum is everything. As you said, Ford have lost every single game in the championship. <laughs> I know of a team that did it last year, lost every game in the championship, bar one. Very true. And they're in the quarterfinals next week. Yep.
0: And so. as we said, I think Dane's Ford more so than Comer would have been expecting this. So there is that as well where maybe it was in the back of their mind thinking we're going to be in this anyway. It's time to get mentally checked in for this even two, three, four weeks in advance maybe.
1: Well to start, like what I said it to you about the Hale game, they would have went into the Ballyhale game hoping to win. But, yeah. do you know what I mean but in the back of their mind, subconsciously they'd have known look let's put in a big performance here and let's come out of this the right side if we get lucky and win by a point or something like that if Ballyhale aren't on their game brilliant and if not you know it'll be another good performance under our belt heading into a relegation final and I think that's what they've done I think they've had a couple of genuinely losing and I'm not being you know, one of them tapping you on the head oh, you're a great boy but Dane's Ford genuinely have been improving all yeah. through this championship they're learning how it is to play at senior they just need one big effort now, next two weeks' time, one massive effort, and if they can pull it off, you'll find they might settle into senior a bit better next year.
0: Right, two more games in senior this weekend. Technically, you beat me on the predictions front now. I say technically because, as they say, it's all about championship. I got two right in the championship, you got one right, and we both said the Shamrocks. But you did get the Shield and the League final right. I got them wrong, and I was going against you, to be fair, just to see where it would go. But O'Loughlin's 520, James Stevens 215, the Shield. Dixburg 319, Glenmore 15 points in the league. We'll start with the shield. It was the first game of the weekend. Um, I suppose, will win a shield? And it is what it is. For the village to lose in this manner, does it mean anything? Look, it does a little bit. Like, I
1: mean, you don't want to be getting pummeled by your city rivals. Um, no matter what happens, you know, and you know, they did. They got absolutely blitzed oh, they, they did, yeah. Now I, I I got to listen to that game. Um it was on before the intermediate games in Carlo where I was commenting. Um, so I got to listen to the whole of that game. Uh, Brian Dowling was on there with Ushin, yeah, and like it was a weird game. After fifteen minutes it was four points apiece or in around that. It was, yeah. And then the next quarter, Gales just absolutely obliterated well, James you? Stevens just boom, gone. Mm. And then it was game over. Half time came, started the second half and it was shadow boxing again and I think O'Loughlin Gales might have kicked on near the end again a little bit. But there was a fifteen minute spell there where it genuinely looked like James Stevens were gone off the field. They checked out. And O'Loughlin Gales just absolutely murdered him. And that'd be a huge worry because James Stevens didn't rest 15 players. They no. did rest a considerable number of players. They did, yeah. Not all of them, um, But they still had bodies out there on the field. They were trying. And Lachlan Gales as well. Like, they were missing a few of the big names. But they'll be delighted with what they've done you know, in that game, I think the likes of Mikey Butler getting game time under his belt as well. Mikey picked up a knock in Mull and hadn't played since. So I, mm. I'm pretty sure that is the case. Yeah, that that was Mikey's out, yeah. first game back. In the um, half
0: back line, I think he played in the half back
1: line, yeah. But that was more, I think they'd rest the players in the half back line and they were pushing yeah. Mikey up. I don't expect to see Mikey in the half back line next oh. week. But, you know, all in all, O'Loughlin Gales, I heard Brian Hogan being interviewed after the game. You know, he said it and he's right. No one's going to remember who won the Shield. Um, come the end of October. They won't. They're, all they want to know is who won the championship. But still, I love the momentum. It's a big win. They put up a really good score. Five, I thought it was 522. 520 it was. 520, was it? yeah. So they put up a, a really big score. 520 is a massive score. James Stevens, 215 is isn't bad shooting in fairness it's the concession that's going to hurt them there um, they'll have a bit of work to do um, they're going to be very disappointed there's no point in saying anything different they're going to be very disappointed with that um, with that result but look it is what it is they're going into the next round of the championship James Stevens are playing who in the draw? One of that, was Greg Bally Callan Bally-Callan. so sorry Greg Bally so you know, James Stevens, it won't be too bad. They'll they'll lift it up. I'm sure Greg Cannon will be happy enough getting James Stevens on the back foot, but they'll be fine.
0: They always say don't show your hand in these games, um because you don't want kind of teams to figure it out too early. Do you think the village have shown their hand um accidentally? And I say this in, in this way. They didn't rest everybody but they rested a lot of players. And the minute two or three or four or five, however many players were taken out of that starting fifteen they completely buckled and were easily swatted aside. There's no point in mustering our words here. Do you think they have shown to the rest of the county that if you meet the village, they don't have a bench at all? Um I wouldn't say that they don't have a bench at all. They 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 definitely
1: have a smaller panel than most. I think you're fair it's a fair yeah. assumption to have that. What I would say is O'Loughlin Gales. It's, it's the players you rest and the positions that they're rested mm. from every team is if you take five players out of any team if I'm allowed to pick five players to take out of any team mm. they'll lose um, and I think O'Loughlin Gales I think they proved at the weekend that they have a stronger bench they have a much stronger bench they have a bigger panel yes. um, I said to you I was worried for the O'Loughlin Gales intermediate team if they used up all these players Hmm. now I'm not sure how many players are after missing out from the intermediate but watching or listening I should say because I wasn't there physically listening to to the game I would say O'Loughlin Gales Brian Hogan's giving himself a headache because players have come in here and put their hands up and I told you that that can happen too and they did come in and put their hands up so where you'd be saying about James Stevens showing their hand. You know yourself there's certain players with James Stevens, if you target them and stop them playing, Niall Brazzle at centre back, if you can restrict Niall Brazzle, if you can restrict Ongil Gilfoyle, if you can restrict Luke Scanlon, you know, you really will have an edge over James Stevens if you can yeah. stop them lads hurling. It's really easy to say it into a microphone here. Yes. If you can stop them hurling. <laughs> it's a different prospect when they're standing beside they're you. On the pitch, yeah. With a, with a hurl in their hand ready to go. So, you know, Brian Cody and his team will be very disappointed with the result. They'll dust themselves down. I can guarantee all the talk in that restaurant was it's all about championship, it's all about championship. When they drew last week to Bal- with Hale, I actually thought that would have hurt more yeah. than than losing the shield final. I think the manner of the defeat in the shield final might sting a little bit, especially coming straight off the back of throwing away a ten point lead against Hale Shamrocks. Um, you know, it's yeah. a real momentum shudder now. You know, yeah. so I think they're coming up against Greg, Greg Bally Callan. They won't say it, but they'll be delighted with that draw. Yeah, no, they will. They have to say it. Um, it is. They will, and the way that they won't be think- they won't be thinking like we're thinking. But that's going to be putting them in a county semi-final. And James Stevens are a dangerous, dangerous team when they get to that area. They've been in a hell of a lot of county finals over the last 10 years. Um,
0: so they know how to win championship matches. So it'll be interesting to see what happens next week. Yeah, we will get on to these two teams, of course, um, because they are in the quarter finals, And we're coming up very shortly to our previews of those massive games this weekend that are live on KCLR across Saturday and Sunday. But the league final, finally, Eddie. Um, Dixborough, easy enough winners over Glenmore. This is a bit different I suppose because it doesn't feel like it was as big a defeat even though it was still a 13-point defeat and I do have the match right this time. Um, what's your assessment of this overall for both teams? Um, look, Glenmore have had a very good year so far. You know, I I did say it
1: last week. Um, I know you're dusting the glass off my performance there. <laughs> what I would say is I got all the results right on Saturday and Sunday was a bad day everywhere okay, for me. Okay, um, <laughs> okay. So, but, but but genuinely, Dixborough are just doing it for me this year I really They're so good aren't they They're just Brilliant you know, Now playing about it. Look Glenmore, Glenmore I'm telling you Glenmore are focusing on the first round of the championship They did not give a shiny dupe about that league final 100% Dixborough on the other hand and this is what I said to you Dixborough can afford to rest players because they have such a bench and Dixborough have an absolutely savage bench Now the win at the weekend it's exactly what I expected I did say a comfortable win for Dixborough in this game that's what it was it was a nice comfortable win they're handy enough Mickey Welch is strutting into that Championship knockout stages I'd say he left Nolan Park 12 foot
0: tall and they weren't long about taking him from the knee with the draw <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I was at the draw we did a live on KCLR I'm not sure if many people listening. in it was half past six on Sunday evening and uh, first draw came out I think it was I think it was the village in Ballycanon or or, or O'Loughlin's, one or the other kind of dead signs as expected next thing the Shamrock straw expert just oh do you know when you just get that sort of oh something big's just happened <laughs> and I would say you're a dead right I'd say he's heard that draw and just thought oh no, I can tell you now. That's
1: every team in the hat wanted to avoid Dixborough and Ballyhale. and I'd say every other senior club team. in <laughs> Kenny were cheering when that draw came out.
0: The only, the only thing I'd say, D, i would say I was actually chatting with a, a Dixborough man at the who will remain nameless, who was at the draw, and he was delighted. He said, "You're not, not, that you're not it. going to beat them in a the semi final or final, but." the only time these are going to get caught is a final, because once you get them in Nolan Park on semi-final or final day, they tend not to lose. Um, I, He's dead right. I think he's full of crap saying he's delighted with that draw. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> and anyone that says theatre. <laughs> and Pat Hoban as well. If he turns around and says he's happy with the draw. Well, I'd say he couldn't be. Yeah. No, no Could neither be. could anybody in Dixborough. Now, what I will say is if Ballyhale chammers get that county final, you will not beat them. No. They're just... I think if you get to a semi-final realistically... No, I think I this look, year. I always said you can get caught in a final you can get caught in a semi-final or you can get caught in a quarter-final but when you get to the final a team like Ballyhale and it's it's back to that thing I've said to you before about the the whole prep, yeah. the lead up to the game, the, the the day itself, all that stuff, every bit of this is 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 all been done from Ballyhale, and it's happening every year. They're going for six in a row this year. Six, yeah. So you think about it: for the last five consecutive years, they've had a build up to a county final. They've had the organising, the gear, the players know what time to go, what's going to happen after the match. When you get a new team coming in. All of this is new So what happens then is There's a there's a real buzz Around the club Like I, I had it last year With our own club The buzz around the club And even stupid things like Oh will we get polo shirts for the lads Or will we get jumpers Not all oh, that shit starts And it takes a Kind of a little world Of its yeah. own And it pulls you away from was on a tangent Yeah focusing on it So I think Your man is right Even though he's lying Saying he was delighted With the draw But he is right If you're going to Catch Hill, This is the round To catch them in But I don't know I just know if that game, I assume it's in Nolan Park. It has to be in Nolan it's
0: Park. Nolan Park, quarter past four this Sunday, live on KCLR.
1: You know, that, that that's going to draw some crowd. I hope the weather is nice as well. I can't wait to be there myself, anyway. I'll be honest with you. That When I heard the draw, the hair stood up my arm, Just excitement. And I really, really can't wait for this game. I think it's going to be an absolute humdinger. But the finish on the league final, Dixborough batted Glenmore aside. As we expected, they would. But will have a bit to say in this championship still.
0: Right. Okay. That's the weekend's results, and with them, as always, comes our team of the week. Now, this is a bit of a mixture, of course, because there were four first round championship games, but there were also the shield and the league final. So the team has been picked on all six games, not just the championship games. So it's the St. Kansas Credit Union Kenny Senior League and Championship team of the week. We'll start off in the goal, and I am doing it this week, just to say, um, because Eddie was uh, elsewhere. Where shall we say? Um, Paddy Hogan is in goal for Dane's fourth. Michael, Mar- Michael Malone of Malone of At, Enda Morrissey of Bensbridge, Tom Dunphy of Greg Ballycallan are the full back line. Half back line Killian Hackett, who was in around the midfield, but we had to get him in, such was his performance. Dara Corkin of Ballyhale Shamrocks and Jordan Malloy of O'Loughlin Gales. The midfield duo played against each other. Jeff Nari of Greg Ballycallan, Paul Cody of Clara. The half forward line and all of these six forwards will man of the match in their respective games. Billy Ryan of Greg Ballycallan, Willie O'Dewire the veteran Willie O'Dewire of Mullen at centre forward TJ Reid with two goals for the Shamrocks at left half forward Owen Wall makes the team of the week. He scored a hat-trick in the Shield final, as did Liam Blanchfield for Bent Bridge. He got a hat-trick or maybe even four goals against Tullerone in the first round of the championship and Dixborough captain Bill Sheehan is the last man in the team of the week at corner forward. Um Eddie, any thoughts on that as I flew through it there? Um
1: look, very strong team of the week. Paddy Hogan in goal um for Danes Ford, he had a brilliant game. Yes. Dean Mason had a cracking game at the other end of the field. Yeah, as well. saved the penalty. Um he did, and do you know what? He was he he, he genuinely was superb um you couldn't argue with any of them all these lads the forwards in particular all popped up with a load of scores um you know, in yeah. fairness, you and the lads were at all the games and you yeah. you picked it so I'd have to trust you on it as well. And um, I'm sure Dicksford will be thrilled to have one player on the team after winning yeah. the league final two to three. Killian Hackett. Oh sorry, sorry, fair enough. I know there. no, there's enough players on it there. I'm only slagging as well. But um, shared around. Uh, no, it it is, it's great. Um and and, and, and and I'd say well done to them. There's a few players are popping up. Like I have to say, Tom Dunphy for Greg Ballycallan, he's after making the team of the week He's flying um up. a good few times this year. Um I'm just looking looking at the team, Owen Wall is after making the team a good few times this yes. year um, Bill Sheehan is after making it a good few times like there's a certain few players are coming up towards the, the team of the year Luke Scanlon obviously isn't in the team of the week this week I'm not sure I don't think Luke Scanlon played at the weekend but i do not think so. I'm not 100% on that but he's been in the team of the week every single week um, partly because I I think he's absolutely <laughs> absolutely pretty, loving uh, him. <laughs> no I, I think he's very good but uh, look the, the team of the week and I, And I always say this myself, I think that team would win the championship, yes, you know um it's 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 not a simple thing to do, and what you're doing is rewarding fifteen players that are stand out for for us over the course of the weekend, but I think it's it's a nice thing to do. Everyone has opinions, so you'll find when you pop that up on the mm-hmm. on the on the web on the interweb there later on yes. or whatever it'll be lads coming in experts telling you you're wrong. But it's like I remember listening to Tiger Woods. He wrote a book and he wrote how I play golf, not how to play golf. He's right. So this is exactly it. He's, he's telling you how he plays. He's not telling you yeah. that's how you play it. We're picking the team of the week. That's how we see it. We're not saying that's how you have to see yeah. it. You're just being told that's how we see it. So well done, Rob. I yeah. hope you get murdered when yes, it comes up. Yes, I'm sure
0: I will. But just to let people know, I suppose again, I know we kind of obviously seem to cushion this and have to explain ourselves but it's not just 15 and then the rest are left aside we do put a lot of thought into it so some of the runners and riders this week that didn't make it for example Cottle O'Neill of Danes Fort, Darrow O'Neill of and um, Bill Hughes of Benesbridge Connor Murphy of Benesbridge Richie Keown of Greg Valley despite the fact he scored no goal but he still played well um, say the likes of Martin O'Connell of Clary, you've Colin Fennelly was in there Sean Ryan Aaron McAvoy Tommy Ronan uh, James Hughes of Benesbridge who did get a goal um, some other players Players, you know, you, you have the likes of Shane Staunton for Clara, some people have put in Kevin Blanchfield, who's played really well all year, Mossy Kion for Tullerone, of course, who got the goal for them or the first goal for them yesterday. So I could keep going on and on. John Murphy, um, Ryan Cork, and all of these players, but basically, like Eddie, I suppose, just to let listeners know, it's not like we just rush through these things. We We look at it, we do the best that we can with it, and we pick our 15. Exactly that is exactly what happened thanks Eddie no you're you're, you're
1: 100% right no it's something as I said to you from the first week when we put it up and there was murder on the internet I said one thing I won't be doing is apologising for this you're right too so we will drive on into the draws for this week's
0: we will quarterfinals this weekend all four games live on KCLR at one o'clock on Saturday, it is the meeting of Mullenavat and O'Loughlin Gales yet again in a quarter final. That game takes place in Thomastown. Then a quarter to four in Clara. Glenmore go up against Bennetts Bridge. Two games on Sunday, both of them in UPMC Nolan Park. A quarter to two, James Stevens take on Greg Ballycallan and the weekend is rounded off with the undisputed tie of the round. Dixborough versus Ballyhale Shamrocks a quarter past four. We'll start and we'll go... As kind of the games Mm. are lined out, Eddie. Mullinavat and O'Loughlins. In 2021, they played each other down in Ballyhale in the quarter final. O'Loughlins won by a point. Last year, they played each other down in Ballyhale in the first round. Mullinavat won by a point. Are we looking at as an equally tight game here? Considering, I think you were at the game between these sides in the league as well. I was at the game in the league. um, It was tight enough as well, actually. It was. Yeah, four points. Four points in the end. Very,
1: very tight though. It was, and. um, Mikey Butler come off injured in the game. Um, Theo Lachlan Gale's half-back line were absolutely class that day. They really lit it up for them. Um, The two wing-backs, is it David Fogarty is on one side there? And I think it's Jordan Malloy. Is it Jordan Malloy? Um, Um,
0: I'm mixing his name up with something else. Yeah, Jordan Malloy was in this weekend, had a very good game, actually met our team of the week. But I know you're talking about David Fogarty and Paddy Deegan is a centre-back. And Mm. then... the other wing back was 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 exceptional as well yeah. i'm sorry you know for for
1: for forgetting his name i was yeah, a few no, i'll weeks have to th- i'll have a think um, i'll go back show my notes and i'll yeah, find him yeah. there but he was he was absolutely brilliant as well and i thought it was a super catalyst for them um the 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 half back and being as strong as they were but it's like for me anyway and i'm going to say it and i'm going to sound terrible when i said i don't think this is a tight game for me this is an oh, easy call really? yeah no no okay. i think O'Loughlin gales are so much better this year um the day down in 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 Mul-Nevada was pretty gruesome weather it wasn't a great day it was pretty you know really strong wind and it did affect the game as well you know it's it was it was just it was just it wasn't a wonderful spectacle on the day um nevada know how to win games they have a bit of an edge over ockland gales it's fair to say that ockland gales do kind of fair them but i just think ockland gales under brian hogan this year they're a different animal um and i i i'd really fancy them in this game
0: okay okay so you think this is going to be Comfortable?
1: You know what's comfortable? Five, six points. I think. I think they'll win five, two
0: score win for O'Loughlin's. Yeah, I think at least a two score win. Yeah. You don't think one of that will be buoyed in any way by their victory over Erin's Own, the manner of it? Oh no, and it's they'll a brilliant just win. they a free Aaron, shot at this. No.
1: Um, look, both teams can say that they've a free shot at it. If you know what I mean, it's a knockout quarter final. Yeah, there must be huge,
0: bigger pressure on O'Loughlin's, though.
1: Considering last year they're gone in the first round. Yeah, there'll be more pressure on games because they've had a better championship so far. Mulnavat, um, well, like we're in a relegation semi-final yesterday. You know, I just, I just think O'Loughlin Gales are 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 a stronger team this year. It's just, it's, it's it's nothing. Not, I'm not knocking. Mulnavat, for one second, I just think O'Loughlin and Gales are a, a really, really good team. You know, as I said, you have Paddy Deegan there, you have Hugh Lawler there, you have Mikey Butler there, you have um, David Fogarty there, and that's before you push up into their forwards. And they've an absolutely exceptional forward line as well. You know, it's the one slight you would have put on them is that, you know, maybe they need a few more marquee scorers for them, but I just I just think O'Loughlin and Gales are very, very good.
0: Okay. So that is O'Loughlin Gales. Um, very good for them. So you're going for O'Loughlin's. I'm also going to go for O'Loughlin's. We are into the cut and trust of Championship now, so no point in messing around with our predictions. So we're no. both going for O'Loughlin's. Next game, Glenmore and Bridge. This will be very difficult to call, I would have thought. Well, not for you? No. Bridge all the way, is it? Yeah. Right. And why so? Why have you changed your tune? Is it just purely off the taller mm-hmm. win? win uh, yeah it is and watching them
1: against Ballyhale Shamrocks um this is this you know i i i backed Tollaran to beat Bridge last week they're after they're after they're after beating them um quite comprehensively um but you know that's that's a that's a I got an off right there, Robert. <laughs> Sorry, the light like went out. <laughs> but uh, no, I thought I thought I was being shot at by ten more people. But oh, no. No, I think I think um, f- look for me. I'm not going to get hugely into it in that. you know we could go on all day talking about these games. I think will win that game, and I think I think they'll win it two scores as well. I think it won't be a tight affair either. I think they'll I think Bridge if they get going, they'll win the game by six or seven points. Really? Yeah.
0: You'd be you'd, you'd be that confident of it? I would. That's a surprise now you you weren't really rating Bennett's Bridge up to this Tolerone game. That obviously has that means What meant when I say I wasn't
1: rating them, that's it's not that I wasn't rating them. What happened was I seen them against Bally Hale and I thought these lads are these lads are coming now and they're coming hard and they're after timing this so well. Then they went out the following week and got beaten and put up a really, really average performance and I thought, Jesus, you know They lost to Bally Callan. Yeah, mm. and in and, and a pretty poor performance, Indeed, it must yeah. be said, right? And then I thought, you know, maybe they're not as consistent, and maybe that's where the issue is. And then they go out and they put up 5 12 against Tullerone, um, who I would have had as one of my favourites for the championship. I would have had them in the first four teams in Kilkenny. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and that's the first big gun that's gone. Um, you know I said to you there's always going to be shocks and I think yesterday's for me the Bennett's Bridge one was a shock it wasn't a shock for you you tipped them up yeah but, no I think they're a good team but I think if Glenmore was to beat Bennett's Bridge in the quarterfinals, that would be the biggest shock of the weekend really yeah I think I think Bennet's Bridge have the edge on it Glenmore have had a really good year but uh, unfortunately I think this is where it it comes to an end they're coming off the back of a pretty heavy defeat there by Dixborough albeit missing a few bodies and whatnot. they'll just they'll just need a they'll need a massive day Um I just think Bridge would have an edge there
0: last round of the league these two sides met it was basically a championship game in the sense that if lost there was a chance to be in a relegation semi-final so they desperately needed a result turned out that they did lose but I think they squirmed into four positions just with the way other results fell but it was a really really important match Bridge lost quite comfortably but Glenmore were I'm not going to say easy winners but they, they got there in the end you know with a bit of distance between both sides and you you wouldn't play that into it at all either. No, it's only three weeks ago. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, I just I just think. Maybe I'm mad.
1: I don't know. Maybe I'm Yeah or oh, anyway, but just on this. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm just overrating Tullerone. I just think the back of that Tullerone beating Now in saying that Glenmore we're up against who I think is going to win the championship, Dixborough Yeah. Um I'm not for changing on it. I just I'm going with my good hair and I think Bennis Bridge are going to have too much of them. I think they'll win. You're not going to go for Glenmore either, which no, is interesting.
0: no I can't. I have to go for Benesbridge Bridge because uh, I have been bing them up. Uh if it goes well for Bennis Bridge this year it goes well for me, so I may as well stay going with them. But uh they've been very, very good, I have to say. I think the inclusion of Liam Blanchfield has been crucial I think you know the club game while it has come on so much I think if you have a good goalie a good full back good full forward good centre forward and a good centre back you're in business, really, aren't you? Do you know what I mean. I I know that's maybe oversimplifying things, but sometimes it can be the case. And Ben Spurd seem to have that. And I have.
1: They've they've really good players on every line of the pitch, um, and that's that's what you need. Yeah. And they've lads coming back that have been missing for long periods of the You mentioned Kieran Brennan. He came on. He I think he started at the weekend. Yeah. Um, he came on against. Bally Hale I'm pretty sure he came on with about 5 or 10 minutes to go the first seen um, yeah so look they're, they're peaking at the right time we're both going for Bennett's Bridge it is what it is so we're going on Lachlan Gales and Bennett's Bridge yeah
0: but I think the Bennett's Bridge Glenmore game will be very tight I think it will be one score in the end but Bennett's Bridge should get over the line I think Glenmore a very good side they've shown it this year oh they are and uh, yeah, and I think yeah ok so we're both going for Lachlan's and Bennett's Bridge nothing too entertaining yet Um I have to say all of these games just as I read them very hard to call in my opinion I know maybe you're going for Ben's regional lockins a bit comfortably but I think they'll be tightish games or certainly very tight games in some of them including the games on Sunday quarter to two in UPMC Nolan Park James Stevens and Greg Bally you alluded to it and kind of hinted at a little bit earlier that the village will be in a semi-final are you confident of that? Yeah, I actually am. Um,
1: okay. Now, I'd be. I, I, I'd put it out there. The problem I have is I, I, I love Greg Ballykallen to win. Yeah. Because you know, obviously, I'm a big fan of Eugene Cloonan. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Ronnie, and and I know you know the few people I know yeah. and Greg Ballycallan. On the flip side of that, everybody knows who my favorite player in Kilkenny is. Yes.
0: Lukey. Uh, so, Lu- Lu- so Lu-
1: <laughs> I, 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 on that basis, he's captain in the village this year. I think he's been absolutely. Outstanding. Okay. Um, this year, and I think, I think, if he fires the way he's been firing all year, it's going to be very, very hard to manage it. Greg Bally Callan, and a moment's correction on this: I haven't seen them putting up massive scores. Um, no, they haven't really. No. And I just, I, I think, if somebody like James Stevens comes and shoots the lights out, I don't know if Greg ballycallan have the ammunition to go with them score for score. Okay. If you know that type of way, if it's an open game, if it's a real tight dog fight. Um, you know, you could see Greg Ballycallan being in a nice tight one. That's what they'd love now. Yeah. You know, 115 to 114, something like that would really suit Greg Ballycallan. But today, even when James Stevens threw away the, the 10 point lead against. Ballyhale The score that they'd fired up that day was absolutely I think they'd hit thirty odd scores. That seemed to be a mad game though. That
0: was brilliant. just
1: a cracker, like you know, yeah. and and you know, they they showed it this year that they can mix it. They're able to get a draw. Like they've drawn two games,
0: like they drew with Ballyhale Hale in a I was just gonna say Bally haven't lost since the first weekend. Um yeah, that's a mad stat, actually. I wouldn't And it was to the village. It was to the village yeah, yeah. out in uh Danes-Ford, I think. But since then when it's mattered, they found a way to get a result. Yeah, Great Ballycallon, have Great Ballycallon drawn two games as they well? They drew against Aaron's own and they also, oh sorry, they lost to the Shamrocks. Um, apologies. Mm. They did lose to the Shamrocks, so they have lost two games this year. I, should have, I shouldn't have said that. but um, the they have the drawn two games. The Village drew to Bennett's Bridge and drew to the Shamrocks, yeah. Yeah,
1: but if you think about the two draws, this is the point i met you. Mm. They drew a horrible 10 point apiece draw against Bennett's Bridge yeah. so in a rotten night and a rotten game they managed to find a way to get the draw now they managed to find a way to not win mm. against Ballyhale which I'd be worried about yeah. to, you know but in saying that there were so many positives to take out of that game the scoring on the day was just unbelievable from both teams um, and it was a freakish comeback from Ballyhale and that's what they can do Shamrock's Ballyhale you, you know you can never stop them but um, look i without being overly over the top I won't be disappointed if Greg Bally Callum win but I will be surprised so I'll be going for the village there
0: Do you not think and I know you're alluding to that Shamrocks game quite a bit here understandably but that was always going to be a really open free-flowing game that was going to be kind of non-stop action this could be a lot more stop start. Weather conditions could be a bit worse. We don't know yet, obviously. Um, do you not think if this becomes a really tight game clustered around the middle of midfield, that's where Ballycallon are strong? They have the likes of Billy Ryan there, Tommy Ronan. You mentioned Tom Dunphy, how good a season he's had. Around that half back line, half forward line midfield, they seem to be going very, very well. And if they can get the game to be controlled in there, Greg Ballycallan could be onto a winner. Where if whereas if it is free flowing you would have to say the village have the better hurlers.
1: Yeah, this is it, you know, like that's what I'm saying to you. Greg Ballycallan will try and drag it down into a dog fight, um and, and, and try and win it on, on heart and, and honesty and just battle out battle James Stevens, which they're more more than capable of doing. Um I think in Nolan Park the games tend to you know if the weather is okay which i think it is to be pretty alright at the weekend you know looking at it i think it might suit a bit more of an open game i think if if james stevens get a score get a bit of a lead up great yeah, ballicon have, have to come, to come out that, you know yeah, so yeah. it'll be an interesting game i still think the village will win it um it'll be i think it'll be i don't think it'll be a hammering or anything like that by any stretch of the imagination but i do think being on past experiences i think the village will be you know they've been in the last number of finals or semi-finals over the last number of years they're doing it every year so I just I just expect the village to win that game
0: and just finally on this one before I give my own prediction um the village last weekend hammering at the hands of ocklands in Nolan Park Bally Callen last weekend championship game matters most they get over the line in Nolan Park against Clara that doesn't kind of come into it here do you think?
1: No not really okay. I think it's all about now It's it's okay. about this week And that's the way I'd see it anyway It's it's about this week That's it We go and play the game And, 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 and see See how it is I just I can't see it in both a village win
0: Okay so you're going For a two score win For Bridge. A two score win For O'Loughlin's Two score win For the village Yeah Okay I'll go for the village too after all the bigging up of Bally Callen. but I have to say I went against Bally Callan last weekend and they proved me wrong I've gone against them a lot this year but they've been really really good so I think we're three for three there so far unfortunately because we do like a little bit of a debate but um, the last game and this maybe is where we could differ who knows we're going to find out the Shamrocks and Dixborough quarter past four Sunday Nolan Park it's the game of the season so far there's no getting away from it it's the contenders against the champions who's winning this? Shamrocks constantly I'm <laughs> <laughs> only. No. Oh my God! Sorry, <laughs> me, Chester. No, no. <laughs> I was like he's completely backed out of his prediction for the winning team at the championship. No, no, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not for
1: I'm not for changing on this at all. Um, oh God! I think this will be Dixborough's year. I think. If my really dodgy source is true about Joey Holden coming back, I think it'll be a big lift for Ballyhale to have Joey at full. That's back not desperate
0: Colin. stuff, you don't think? No. No no. Um when you have a player
1: like Joey Holden if he's available, mm. use him. But I, I don't know if if it's true. Like the source I got off this morning is is he's dodgy at the best of times. Yeah,
0: so for Whisper News. This is it was at
1: that level. Yes, so yes. I wouldn't get overly excited by it. I was told he was one million percent not coming back this year.
0: So was I, but was that about Colin Fenley too?
1: Yeah, but I was told at the James Stevens game that Colin Fenley was coming back. Oh. Really okay, yeah. So, but wasn't all Joy Holden was coming back? And I actually think, and I said that at the time, I thought Joy Holden was the person they were missing most, yeah. Full Um, back, yeah. I thought they were a bit you know, they were struggling there. But look, um, it's going to be an absolute humdinger of a game. This is this is the one game that the Dixborough lads you can put all the league aside, they've won every match in the league, they've been comfortable, they've been brilliant in the league, but and they've won the league championship, the, the league final, I should say, they won that really comprehensively. But this is now you know all that's incidental now Dixborough could go and do a Bennett's Bridge and be bye bye um, you know on, on come next Sunday but I just can't see it I just think that they've been superb they're they're actually getting better if it's possible um, massive panel they've everything in their favour it's just a case of coming up now against the Kingpins if you want to if you want to win the championship you have to beat them all and I think Dixborough will win this game it'll be tight as hell it'll be a cracker um, I think this could be a really high scoring affair now Um this is yeah. box office now, oh, bring this bring is it.
0: this is so big. I know we were building it up and that, but to be fair to us, I don't think we've done that so far, but this feels so so big. It's oh. nearly like an intercounty game, it feels like. It is. And I tell you what, with the players on show, it'll be like, it'll be an, inter-county like an intercounty game. Inter-county yeah. One, yeah. Um, no, this is gonna be this
1: is gonna be this game of the championship so far. Um, I, I've seen it so far so many times on Sky and all these things to big up these big clashes and yeah, they end yeah. up being being flat wet, as a pancake. Yeah. Quilts. That won't happen with this game. You've two free scoring teams. They're not they're both teams that the, all their performances have been based on high scores. Go down there and murder the other team. And yeah. if we score 320, we hold them to 319 and we win. Uh, Bally Hale have struggled against the teams that have put up high scores. I know they got the result they needed against James Stevens. They got the draw there. But if you look at Bally Hale that day with, uh, with Bennett's Bridge, I should say, Bennett's, with James Stevens, they got the draw in a big high score match. Bennett's Bridge put up a fair score against Bally Hale <coughs> that day in Thomastown. Ballyhale aren't going to be able to hold Dixborough to 118 or 119 it's going to be Dixborough are going to get some goals and they're going to get 20 odd points as well and that'll it'll just make for a, a, a. I just think it's going to make for an absolute cracker of a game that's the way Ballyhale wanted to
0: How do Ballyhale go about winning this then? Score more Well it'll, naturally
1: yeah No but I wouldn't be sitting back I wouldn't be saying we're going to go defensive or okay. anything I'd, I'd back look at Ballyhale like you've Adrian Mullen. You have TJ Reid You have Colin Fenley You have Owen Cody Like Imagine I'm tipping these guys To get beaten
0: Like that's four Senior intercounty county mm. in the forwards there Do they all have to turn up Because there's been Parts of this season Where one or two Has turned up Do they all have to be At their best on Sunday For them to win this game Yeah Definitely There's no be, but it's the
1: same for Dixborough. If Dixborough turn up and three or four lads don't perform, Dixborough are getting knocked out of the championship. Yeah. Um it's as simple as that. Like I, I honestly believe this is going to be extremely tight. Okay. And it'll come down to the both teams have brilliant free takers. Um, you know, there's not going to be freeze missed too much around the field. No. So discipline's going to be vital. You know, you don't want to be giving away a freeze. Um that's that's number one. The second thing is they've both got forwards that can bury goals. So the full back lines are going to have to be really touch tight on their men. And then the last thing is, they players that can shoot from huge distances. So they'll be shooting from the middle third of the field, which means, you know, yeah, everyone has to go man for man. You can't give anyone. Imagine giving TJ Reid space around midfield to pick up loose ball. He'll he'll kill you on his own. He'll hit every one of them straight over the bar. Own Cody the same. So, you know, that has to happen. But at the same time, with Dixborough, they've the likes of Timmy Clifford there. You know, Timmy Clifford's more than capable of popping over scores from the half-back line mm. and popping them up if he's given space so I think all across that field there's going to be really big and you have two absolutely brilliant goalkeepers as well their puck outs you know they put the ball in your pocket yeah, like. Daryl hulan and yeah, Mason, yeah. you Mason know, so everywhere in the field every matchup on this field to me feels like it's a box office situation I, I, I just can't wait for it I, no, I cannot wait for it I think it's going to be a cracker you're going to go for Ballyhale Shamrocks but I'm definitely After, going for Dixborough
0: yeah. yeah well this is funnily enough we have the relegation final We you said Comer or I said Comer go down you said Danes Ford we both said that I said the Shamrocks would win the county title you said Dixborough and now they're meeting in a quarter final so obviously we're going to find out one of us uh, will be out of it come this weekend but I would disagree with you in terms of how the game will go I think if it's tight the Shamrocks win I think the only way Dixborough can win this game is if they nearly blow them out of water. I just don't see... The Shamrocks, for them, this is... Like, we're building it up as this huge game. For Dicksburg. it's this huge game because they haven't been involved maybe in as big a one, arguably in six years since they were in a county final. But for the Shamrocks, over the last five years... Does it make the top 10 in terms of how important these games are? It's a, it's a, it's a quarter final of a championship. They've been in all Ireland finals, they've been in Leinster finals. They've gone right down to the wire in some of the biggest games where they would have been out of championships, out of Leinster championships, out of all Ireland's. Like, if it's tight, they won't blink. Whereas for Dixborough, they'll be thinking, how the hell have we won all our games and we're caught up in this now? And at the end, if we lose it, we're out of a championship. So I think if it's tight, the Shamrocks win. I think if Dixborough can blow them out of water in the first half, that is their route to victory. <laughs> I, I, I just see you could see that I can see where you're
1: coming from. James mm. Stevens blew Hale Shamrocks out of war in the the league. Tony Lee, they did they blew them out of war and, and drew. You know, mm. Bally you're not go- you're like you're not going to hammer Hale Shamrocks like mm. it's not going to happen. D- Dicksbury are capable of doing it. Like Andy Gaffney's been brilliant this year, uh, Bill Sheen has been absolutely brilliant. Timmy Clifford in the backs, Tom Kenny. Dara Hoolan, Their bodies all over the field, but Ballyhale have all of them lads to match to, to hit the matchups. You know, yeah, you've, yeah. you've got, as I said, the, the lads have named already. You know, and I'm, you know, I'm just throwing out names off the top of my head. Like, and I haven't even mentioned um, the young lad went in and played full back the last day. I he's got a my head there as well. Um, the wing back for Ballyhale, he actually played full back against James Stevens. He filled, he filled in the gap there, and he put in a really good shift that day at full back. Um, but. I just for me Bally just haven't been doing it this year. Um, you know, on every game you get one or two players playing well. But it's not going to be enough against against um against Dixbury this weekend. I just but I do think I think Darr is I hope
0: you're Dara talking played about played full Sorry. back
1: the last day. Um, yeah. you know, and he's he's he filled the gap there quite well. Now I don't know if he played full back against Danes Ford at the weekend. Um, I, I know he got man of the match I think he got man of the match anyway didn't he uh, no TJ Ree got man of the match oh, he was one of
0: the standout players made the team of the week Um what position did he make the team of the week as uh, well they put him in the backs put him centre back right ok um, I, <laughs> I, you know without seeing
1: the game he, he was moved from wing back to full back I assume that's going to be his new role ok um, in there now I'm I'm only guessing but look I, I think this is going to be a game there will be a massive crowd at this match oh yeah you know I, I cannot wait for it I think it's going to be an absolute belter of a game I don't think it's going to be a, either side going to be hammering the other side I think it's going to be tight and I'm going to give Dixbury the edge just to come out on top
0: OK I think the Shamrocks will come out on top one score game uh, if the Borough get a run at them I think the Borough will win them but I'm not sitting on the fence I'm going to go with the Shamrocks alright sure so that wraps up our senior talk um, so we're all we're both going for the village for O'Loughlands and for Name the other one for me, Eddie.
1: We're going O'Loughlin, ben- Bridge, Bridge and the Village.
0: Yeah, and I'm going for kind of tight games and all of them. You're going for two score victories and I'm going for the Shamrocks. You're going for Dixborough. OK, that's this weekend's action. Uh, intermediate side of things, Eddie. The quarterfinals took place over the weekend. Two on Saturday, very one-sided. Thomastown, the Phoenix 422 to 210 in favour of Thomastown. Liz Downey were 118 to 11 point winners over Connie Shamrocks. Completely uh, different On Sunday afternoon, St. Martin's, my own club, unfortunately, out of the championship, a 110 to 11 point defeat to Moon Kine. And um, the other game was, well, different. Dunhamagan, one goal and four points. Young Ireland, six points. I cannot remember a scoreboard like that ever, if I'm being honest with you. Um, so the semi finals will see Moon go up against. Thomas Stone and Liz Downey, or Thomas Sound against Dunham Magan, and apologies, and Liz Downey will face Moonkind. Before we preview the semi finals, of course, they'll play, take place in two weeks' time on the weekend of 7th and 8th of October. Um, this weekend, the two quarter first of all, just to get them out of the way Liz Downey and Thomas Stone. I know you thought maybe the Liz Downey game would be tight, but went as expected we both saw true the form yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Um, I thought uh, Connie might get a little bit closer to Liz Downey
1: I would have thought it was the tougher of the two games uh, Mm. 1-18 to 11 look Liz Downey we both said we expect Liz Downey and Thomas to play each other in the final Um, that was an open draw yesterday for the semis and they avoided each other so they avoided each other I mean you know they would have wanted to avoid each other too plus everybody else would have wanted to avoid them Liz Downey good win you know they didn't go and shoot the lights out but it's a good win and they're into the semis Thomastown did shoot the lights out 422 massive score but again conceding 210 against Fenians I think
0: who be, do not score let's be, let's yeah. be
1: real about it so I, I I think that'd be something that the Thomastown management will look at during the week but <clears throat> you know they, they, they are absolutely flying I can see nothing other than Thomas Down and Liz Downey playing each other in the in the county final. Um that's been straight I can I, I really can't. I know Munkine are tasty enough, and they can be tasty enough. Um they won a real tight game yesterday against St. Uh, Martins. Um yes. played, you know, that that that'll stand to them like they murdered blacks and whites in the last round. Um I think it finished up ten or eleven point win. Like, but it was yeah, yeah. it was clinical yeah, performance. Yeah, ten three
0: twenty two. So now
1: they've they've they're, they're going to be facing Liz Downey next. Um, they'll they'll think they have a chance there now. Uh, oh, they, thought so. Yeah, uh, I did say it to you at the start of the championship. I thought Mon Coin could be a dark horse here. Yeah, they're in the county semi final. I'm glad with my prediction on them being a dark horse. Mm-hmm. My other dark horse, Young Ireland's, six points to one four against Magan um, horrible, horrible conditions go on you're this about to game say just
0: because I know you were over in Carlos I'm not sure how aware you were it, but yeah. Yeah. it was three points each at half time Yeah, you know, Ireland's got three points in the second half Dunham got one point until I think it was the 33rd minute of the second half with nearly the last poke of the ball they banged in a goal and that was the winning of it um, I mean look we'll talk about Goran because they're gone uh, we'll get on to the semi-finals as I said to go out in that way you'd be absolutely sick to the pit of your stomach you would Um I had said it to you
1: about the senior players for Young Ireland were going to have to stand up and drag the young lads up through them um, Michael Welch had an absolutely brilliant game yesterday and Paul Holden had as well but it was the younger players unfortunately that you know the occasion might have got them horrible conditions that you know might have caught them the naivety a little bit of Young Ireland the goal they conceded near the end of the match Dunham hit about eight passes before that goal hit the back of the net I would have been I would have been throwing hurls onto the field from the side of the pitch they worked that ball from the full back line out yeah, you foul them you have to you have to take one for the team yeah, I would sooner be, sus- I'd sooner be suspended now and in the semi-finals next week oh yeah than, than you know and unfortunately for Young Ireland's honesty and, and and maybe a bit nice and everyone says that about Young Ireland's that can be a little bit nice Dunham worked that ball the whole way out the field Dunham were playing against the wind in the second half but <clears throat> look it was just an awful game um, the weather was terrible um everything about it was just it was just just a nightmarish day and unfortunately for young Ireland they're gone out of the championship um at an early stage because they would have fancied themselves um now I think Dunham Maggan are playing Thomastown in the semi-finals yeah. so Dunham are going to last in the championship for an extra week. Um <laughs> okay. that's the way I see it. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and i I'd see the same if young Ireland were coming up against Thomastown as well. Okay. So but look young Ireland's Looking back on the year, they'll say they had some really good performances, some great green shoots. Young lads coming through, and um, some of the older lads are still sticking around and and, and really making it work for them. But, um, good work in progress and, and, and lots of positives to take out of the year. Okay, and St. Martin's out with the championship, Yep, yeah, Again, St. Martin's, you know, they'll be really disappointed that they've been knocked out of the championship by one That's the way they'll see it. I know that sounds yeah, I know they will defeated. Monkine are underrated. They are actually a very decent team. Oh yeah, um, and I think Saint Martins this year, what what Cheddar is going to have to work on with them over the winter and into early next season, is scoring. They're just not putting up enough scores, and I think they're bringing games down and the real real tight games. And I'm convinced that only gets you so far. I think you have to have the capabilities of hitting one eighteen, one nineteen, one twenty in an intermediate game.
0: I I um the week careful what I say because I, I really do think they've done incredibly well this year I would have hurled with a lot of these lads growing up I um, was never a good hurler myself but what I would say is I, I I worry that maybe Cheddar's taken them not as far as he can it's only his first year and he's done an incredibly good job but you can't make the hurlers and you're right they don't have the scoring power and ultimately you can work on your shooting and things like that but sometimes you just need those one or two players that you can rely on and you would have to say... Like, like you'd have to say we just don't have it at the moment. We have some great players coming through. I, I will say that the club is going well at underage. we do a really good minor team. We've had a bit of success at uh, kind of under-19 level and under-13, 15. But there, that's, you know, that's five, ten years down the road. We're, we're talking about the here and now. I just don't think we have it. And do, do you think you can improve that element of the game? Yeah. You, you can't. Oh, definitely. Like, you're not going to... Like, you take like Cheddar was with
1: Leash and he would have had say Ross King yeah. he's your Mouse Kavanaugh or your Chris Nolan or your TJ Reid or you know Owen Cody <clears throat> he's just an exceptional talent yeah. and, and lots of teams have one of them What? But, but see what you can do is you can work out systems of play that suits your team when Cheddar was with James Stevens, he played Owen Arkin as a sweeper like did, this yeah. is a guy that thinks outside the box he'll look at this he'll work on it he would say right first year You know, when you do your end of term report first year end of term report first thing it's going to say on it season objective was not to be in relegation get ourselves out of that go as far as we can so objective one was achieved objective two would have been tried to get to a semi-final that wasn't achieved but it wasn't achieved they lost by two points to a strong one kind team So when he looks back and says how am I going to find improvement where he needs to find the improvement is in the scoring half of the pitch. So then what he has to do is try and work out systems that's going to get the ball to the players he finds that can pop the ball over the bar. And and you know what you have loads of time to work on it. I think from what I heard and you know these are all again Waterford Whispers type of information being filtered back to me I was told that this was a three year three plan year for plan. Chatter
0: yeah yeah I told you that
1: possibly Rob <laughs> your source is a bit better than there mine there you go but um, no I think if it is if it is part of a three year plan I think year one will be down as a a B plus for
0: yeah I think that's really fair actually
1: yeah. um, so I think Winter well they'll be back up in Jim Bulger's gallops getting the living stones ran out of them again they'll be the fittest team in Kilkenny and hopefully they'll have a few shooters that can shoot out the lights from
0: next year and maybe next year the target I'm sure will be semi-final or final I just have to bring you up on one thing you said Ross King was with Leash Ross King plays for Ross Ross King's a footballer oh sorry Willie Dunphy you done you talking about? so was it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <I know, laughs> yeah, yeah. I, no, I know you are talking about. Ross King was a brilliant footballer. Yeah, yeah. No football the brand. on Apologies. the brain. Apologies. Yeah, yeah. No, you're <laughs> all good. All good. Um, okay, so we'll look ahead to the intermediate semi-finals then. Uh, Liz Downey and Munkine. tight game. Liz Downey
1: will win, but it'll be tight. Um, Munkine, Munkine If if Liz Downey after game, this is going to be a great test for Liz for for Liz Downey now. Yeah. Um, I think it will be. They played in the league. I'm pretty sure Liz Downey and they Monkheim, did, yeah, and Liz um, Downey won. Yeah, they didn't win by like 20 points or anything like no, that. I no, think it was tight enough. Um, but but I, think, I think Liz Downey will have the edge on that. Look, look, I, I see nothing other than a Liz Downey-Thomastown Thomas final. Mm. That's been straight. The two semi-finals, I expect Thomas down to beat Donna Magan and I expect Liz Downey to beat uh, Moncoyne.
0: Would you be worried that, uh, as we said a little bit earlier on the senior side of things, not that we knew it would be Aaron's own dance Ford, but we were it was a very educated guest that Aaron's own Dainst Fort would be the relegation final and again, very likewise with Intermediate, it was an educated guess that Liz Downey and Thomastown would be the final. If it ends up like that, would you be worried about the predictability of some of the Kilkenny Championships?
1: Well, to see the predictability side of it is in the senior, you're picking out the two teams that you think are most likely to be relegated and that ended up being the case but there was probably three or four other teams you could have argued may end up in there. So, but we're like, nowhere near it, really. In the no, end, no, they weren't. Um, I can see the point, Tom. You know, like Thomastown were so far ahead of the pack, really. Like you know, Thomastown have been in yeah. they've won, I think, five leagues in a row and I stuff. I think like they that. have. Yeah. Um, look, it was predictable. It's only coming down from senior. We're always going to be there, thereabouts yeah. as well. So you have two of the four teams in the semis were were easily predicted. Would you have predicted the intermediate relegation final? Would you have predicted? Um, Carrick Shock versus O'Loughlin Gales I guarantee you wouldn't have No but you predicted O'Loughlin's though I did but that that wasn't down to
0: yeah. how predictable I'd seen it it was down to seeing them play and just yeah. thinking they were going to struggle I ah, know. look I think most competitions anyway, you, you know where teams are ranked anyway so I'm not just posing the question more than anything I yeah, don't no, think it's think necessarily my opinion No
1: I think, I think look I think I think there's some great games in the championship I think oh, 100% yeah Nah it's going to be for me anyway it's going to be Thomastown against Lisden. I
0: think they'll be good semi-finals though I think Thomastown and Lizdownie will win but I think they'll be good you don't no nope. ok <laughs> 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 on uh, we go I, I think Lizdownie and Munkine will be tight
1: Thomastown and Thomas Thomastown they've already played each other in the championship yeah. in the league side of it Thomastown will have the measure of them there hmm. um, they'll, they'll know exactly what they're facing into but it's its all about winning a final for Thomas Thomastown for me
0: ok that's fair enough and then uh, finally junior side of things Eddie there were three games on Sunday in the preliminary first round of the Premier Junior Championship John Lox 4 points Greg the Man at 218 Roo, 115 Kilmacow 11 points and Galmai 119 Clonine 1 goal and 11 points um, the league final that was due to take place on Saturday at half past 2 between Winegap and St. Lockton's has been changed to this Tuesday so that game uh, was postponed due to bereavement and as I said it has been changed to this Tuesday um, to go through the draw that, or tr- just go before we get on to the draw those were Results at the weekend, any wins for Sleeve Rue, for Greg Lamanna and for Galmoy as expected?
1: Yeah, um, Sleeve Rue would have had the toughest of the games. Um, they were playing Kilmacow at the weekend. Um, that was a real tight affair, believe it or not, until half time. It was seven points apiece at half time. Mm. Um, played in atrocious weather conditions as well. Um, Sleeve Rue have been dogged with injuries all season, but they've started to get their. Their main bodies back on the pitch, and um, the likes of Frisbee and that are starting to come back into the team. So in the second half, root kicked on. I think they won quite comfortably in the end. And mm. um, the other teams, Greg Namana, you know, fully expected Greg Namana to win their game, and then Galmoy as well. The, the the scoring power of Billy Drennan from every free that's given against them is a massive plus for them. Yeah. So you know, it'll be a challenge for everyone. But they're going into the first round draws now, and it'll be it'll be cut and thrust there'll be a shock in there I don't know where the shock will come yet but uh,
0: there will be a shock in there I guarantee it just I mean Kilmacow and Clonene with the greatest respects probably went as expected maybe for them in this championship and maybe I'm being a bit harsh I don't know but John Locks, four points score four points in a game where you're out of the championship I mean to not even really put up any sort of a fight presumably losing by 20 points in the end an absolute horror show of a season if there was relegation You'd have to say they could be playing Junior B or Junior A.
1: Um, John Locks, I don't know what's gone on there. Um, there's, there's obviously something I missed. There's obviously players missing. There's something wrong. John Locks are far better than that. They're only after relegated from Intermediate three years ago. Yeah. I mean, uh, I can't have that. Kilmacow, I wouldn't agree with John Kilmacow. Predictably, down there at the bottom, Kilmacow are a decent side. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're a team. I would have had Kilmacow higher up in the rankings than, than there. I'm a bit surprised by the season that they've had. But John Locks. I'll take that one on, on 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 exactly what you're saying. I'm stunned with what's going on there. I, there must be there's something we don't know about there. Scoring four points in a league in a, in a championship match, as you said, if there was a relegation, they're gone. But there isn't. But I I I, I don't know what's after happening to John Knox.
0: Okay, um,
1: and it's disappointing because they're such a big club, like yeah, and a big club. town, like I mean, God, the it that they
0: have, yeah, mad. Um, just to let people know as I'm uh, as we're recording this that Monday of Athlone Lockland games in the quarter final has been changed to half past one um, on Saturday in Thomastown, so it's not actually one o'clock as we said a little bit earlier on. Um, the other two game, the, the games this weekend then Eddie, uh, two o'clock on Saturday in Ballyragget, Emeralds and Galmoy Tuller Ross Burkin and Greg Namana. Then twelve o'clock on Sunday, Barrow Rangers versus Pilltown, That's in Dunamaggin, while sleeve Root take on St Patrick's in Goren. They're the first round. Proper games. Uh, we'll just start from Saturday. Tuller, Ross, Burkin, and Greg This could be a very good game.
1: Will be. Um, this isn't the first time they've met in knockout championship in the last few years. Tuller have the edge on them over mm. the last few years. Um, Tuller haven't been have been brilliant this year in the league championship. They really, you know, you'd expect like it's it's Wine Gap and Saint Lactance that seem to be a little bit ahead of the pack. I would have had Tuller if you'd have said to me at the start of the year who who I thought I, I told you at the start of the year I yeah. thought St Lacton would win the championship um, I Tuller and Greg it's going to be a tight, tight affair but I think Tuller have the edge over Greg the over the last number of years and I think they'll, they'll, they'll find a way to win that game too
0: OK ross to win I'll stick with tuller ross as well I think they'll win that game Emeralds and Galmoy same time 2 o'clock in Ballyraget yep yeah, um, tight this will be really tight now mm.
1: um, Emeralds Emeralds are a nice team and they play well Galmoy it comes down an awful lot of an sh- awful an awful lot of it will come down to Billy Drennan and and his freeze. Um, I think if if Emeralds can get their discipline right, they'll win that game. But it's going to be right. tight, and they'll need to make sure they're not giving away freeze. And I know that's easier said than done. But if if Emeralds can
0: play. Right on the edge, but not go over the edge. They'll, they'll they'll win that game. So you're going for Emeralds? Yeah. Okay, and I'll go for Galway just to be different. Um, Barra Rangers and Piltown, twelve o'clock in Dunamagin on Sunday. Pilhtown. Um yeah. Piltown have been having an up and down season, but they'll they'll
1: be they'll be happy enough with this draw. Um, I think I think I think they could go. I think I think. I just I just have a feeling Piltown will win that game. Right, it's been a much tougher group. Okay, I would I'll go with Piltown as well Sleever and St Patrick's yeah St Pats have been looking good over the last few weeks they've started to get a bit of a movement going Sleeve Rue on the other hand Sleeve Rue were really finding it tricky at the start of the season but that was down to a lot of injuries and stuff the rumours I'm hearing is Sleeve Rue were at full strength again Um these boys know how to get the county semi-finals they, they
0: do it every other year so I'm going to go that's the shock I'm going to go for this weekend Sleeve Route to beat St. Pat's Okay I'll go with St. Patrick's I think they're going very well and I think they'll get the win in this one uh, Just on the junior championship I know people maybe think we don't talk about it a lot of that the one thing I'd say about it we're looking ahead to Dixborough and the Shamrocks this weekend and four incredible quarterfinals on the senior side of things we've already previewed intermediate semi-finals it seems to take a long time for the junior championship to get going it can do. It just it just feels that way, I suppose. you know The biggest problem you have in the junior championship this year,
1: genuinely, is that there's um seven or seven teams in one group and six teams in the other group. That's that's the only thing I would say to you. The junior championship once you get into the quarter final stages of it it takes it, it lights up. Um and it and it will. There'll be no different this year. Um it does it does feel like it takes a bit of time to get going, but you know, that's just the nature of the beast. There's 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 a couple of dead rubber games in there early in the championship. I still think I'd love to see relegation coming into the junior yeah. and I think if you put relegation into the junior that'll liven it up a bit
0: 100% um, we forgot one game Eddie and it was the big, it's a big one uh, the relegation final takes place this weekend on the intermediate side of things in John Locke Park and Callan it's Sunday at 12 o'clock it's East Carrick Shock go up against O'Loughlin Gales I know you have O'Loughlin to go down since the start so presumably you're going to stick with them I am and, how, and is game, <laughs> how is this game going to go, Eddie? Nah, no, to elaborate. Joking, nobody, nobody
1: <laughs> no, um, this will be a tight game. Two two teams that have been really, really struggling all year. Hence, they're in a relegation final. Um, Carrick Shock. I just think if Carrick Shaw can get a few more people on the pitch again they, like they have and I know I've said it about a few teams but they have been dogged with injuries as well uh, they were in a county semi-final last year and here they are in a relegation final yeah. now um, I, just, I, just think, I just think Carrick Shock will have a little bit more and I know this is going to sound really stupid um, but I actually think when you're the first team of a club generally, you should be stronger of the, than the second team of another team. Yeah. This is Carrick Shock's only team, if you know what I mean. This yeah, is their, their yeah. number one team. They're playing O'Loughlin Gale's second team. And and I think, that, to be fair to O'Loughlin Gales, there's 25 players that are in a senior panel, if you get me. And this yeah. is number 26 down to number 50 that's representing them here. I just think Carrick Shock will have a little bit too much for them. Um, and I expect a really low-scoring game, but I just think Carrick Shock come out maybe one point or two point win
0: ok and I'll just go with O'Loughlin's because I don't want you to be right And simple as that Um but the best luck to both teams this weekend you never the relegation finals in all seriousness they're not nice affairs at all are they who did you say was going to get relegated over I thought the Fenians would only for the and right. I was nearly going to curse there and I know we can anyway but they got three points at the end against Carrick Shock I don't know their free taker too good Mark Webster he's too good I don't know Robert I don't don't know know. very disappointing very disappointing (laughs) disappointing (laughs) Disappointing that they stayed up (laughs) yeah to be honest Richard heart broke we've had a couple of heartbreaks at the hands of the Fenians Um, anyway look that's the weekend's action at the adult side of things. There are two minor finals, they take place on Saturday. The minor B final is between Glenmore and Dane's Ford in UPMC Nolan Park at half past one on Saturday. Then at half past three, Dunham take on James Stevens. Um, James Stevens are very strong and fair play to Dunhamagan for making a final um, I'm not sure how much you know about the minor side of things Eddie but uh, I'm going to say it and uh, I don't mean to be rude towards Dunhamagan, James Stevens are going to win the minor title it's nearly been a procession before a ball was poked this year
1: they absolutely murdered O'Loughlin Gales in a sense they're an unbelievable team um, yeah they're very very strong that happens in underage as well does yeah town clubs you, you get the odd team yeah. and you know next year O'Loughlin Gales minor team could come out and hammer James Stevens. you do get Stradicksburg
0: sure, have been so strong I think they won every underage last year for yeah, example
1: so, like, th- th- this is it it's just. A about catching them all at the right time having yeah. the right group of people at that right age and and the whole lot look there are brilliant occasions minor finals um best look to all the teams involved yes. in them you know it's it's an exciting day they're under 17s I'm, I'm not a fan of that I think it should be under 18s again but yeah,
0: I think most people agree yeah you know
1: but it is they are under 17 finals they'll there'll be there'll be no massive blanket defenses or sweepers written in these no, games pure teams hurling, yeah. out and they'll just they'll just hurl and they'll do their best um, great occasions as well but sure, look the best look to the four teams involved in it Um, you know I agree which I think James Stevens look probably unbeatable at that level but young players as well on the big occasion in Nolan Park where the big yeah. lights that you know you don't don't write anybody off True
0: yeah and I have to say fair fair play to Dunham brilliant achievement to make any final but particularly a minor A final. so best of luck to them best of luck to the village as well and of course to the teams in the B final Glenmore and Danes Ford a great year for Glenmore this year as well as it has been for Dunham Um, there is one thing I want to bring up on this obviously a lot of people are listening in to KCLR at the moment for our live commentaries um, a lot of them have come from the senior championship some of them have come from the intermediate championship and we've even had a few in junior so far this year uh, we're trying to provide as best of service as we possibly can to people as are Kilkenny GAA nevertheless quarter to four on Sunday or Saturday in Clara Glenmore playing Bendis Bridge in the senior quarter final huge interest in this game huge interest you want to give the day to the minor team as well, and we'd love to have both games on the radio, Dunham and James Stevens. It's fifteen minutes earlier in Nolan Park at half past three. Is that right? You don't
1: like to clash with the senior games. I don't. Yeah, see what what I'd have done here is
0: for and me, minor, minor used to be so big and it feels like they've just diluted it. Not, I'm not talking about Kilkenny GA here, just generally.
1: i tell you what's happened, right? There's a few things that's happened. Under happening. 17 is under 17 is yeah. a massive thing. I remember during COVID, I was lucky enough to go and do analysis on an all Ireland final in Portlaoise. um I'm going to say it was an all Ireland final. It was an yeah, it was an all Ireland final. Kilkenny played Galway in Leash. Yes. So um, I think it was an all Ireland final anyway, but it was either a Leinster final or an all Ireland. final. Leinster final over in... It was in Port Leash, I'm pretty sure it was the all yeah. Ireland final. But anyway, the match was played up in Port Leash and it was a good game. But not nothing spectacular. Galway won again. Yeah. But the following year I was doing analysis of Kilkenny against Galway again. And it was a way better game in the whole lot. And what it actually transpired was these lads were all a year older, if you get me. With COVID the championship was delayed a season. So they started the minor championship if you can get me I'm confusing myself Yeah I know what you mean it was, minor they, were,
0: they were under 17 and 18 rather than 16 and 17 Yes Yeah. So what had happened was that minor championship was
1: postponed and the play of the following year yes. Are you with me? And the game was absolutely brilliant and I was like what the quality it's so much and Ronnie had actually turned around to me and said these are all a year older now Do, mm. do you know that type of way? But back to the point that you're making about these games it's not just in Kilkenny it's everywhere and I don't know why why the GEA decided to stop having the minor final as a curtain raiser for the senior final yeah. is beyond me. Now, I know th- they'll argue that the kids are all doing leaving certs and you have to take breaks and stuff like that because they all in finals played a bit earlier now in July. So, yeah. it's different when it was in September. The, the exams would be yeah, over and yeah. the kids could play. But if you take this weekend in Kilkenny, we've the two minor finals. I would have the minor A final on as a curtain raiser for Dixborough and Ballyhale Shamrocks. Or James Stevens are playing in a senior final. Quarter final this weekend And they're playing in a minor Final Let the minors Be the curtain raiser For the James Stevens match When they're already in the game Are you with me Oh yeah So the people from the village then All go to Nolan Park They're there early in the day The minors play first And then the seniors play Like You could make it a triple header Like I mean Genuinely Oh you could yeah You know Have the minor A game on at half Twelve have the second game on at half two and have the last game on at half four and go bang, bang, bang like that. Yeah. That then allows all the James Stevens people come early watch the two games if they want to hang around to see the Ballyhill Dixburg game which I'm sure they would they can and then head off and then the same thing with the B final make it a double header with one of the senior games but the problem is they won't want five matches in Nolan Park this weekend after bad weather No. so you know they're putting on a double header and a double header maybe if they'd have went Minor A followed by a senior game, and then the next day Minor B followed by a senior game. Done something like that, but I think that's what should be happening. And I think the minors should be getting front and center. Um, you know, no disrespect to to any other games that are on this weekend, but these are county finals.
0: Do you think like uh, it's just it's it's not ironic, but it just worked out that say Glenmore are playing this weekend. In a senior quarter final, they're in a B final. The village are playing this weekend in an A final, uh, and they're in a senior quarter final. And they're all on the same weekend. You could argue you should put those clubs in, b- b- before the um, senior games or whatever, maybe. Do you think it should be the B final is before the intermediate county final, the A final is before the senior county final. Everybody knows it before the year starts. In that way, the A final is this stand-alone fixture where people know what the A final is on and if you want to get to it, it's on at this time every single year and there's no other game interrupting it and the B final likewise so that they can get their day out. Rather than, for me, I, I'm just trying to think of it as as a neutral. Unfortunately, there will be probably more interest in Glenmore and Ben's Bridge than there will be in Dunhamagan and James Stevens.
1: Yeah, look, the one thing I would say to you is the minor A final being played before the senior final, I have no problem with. But the intermediate final is... Played the junior finals play before it and that that needs yeah. to be there like that's important you think you. it should stay like that well you have a junior final as well it's it's still massive and then you have the intermediate oh, yeah. final straight after the minor A should be the curtain raiser for the senior final like I've been at a number of senior finals I don't know what the curtain raiser is for the senior final is there a curtain raiser there hasn't
0: been in recent years no you
1: know why not have the minor A mm. final in front of it it's only three weeks down the road yeah and um, it wouldn't be that hard to delay the season by a week or two. There's no minor allowed play senior, anyway, so there's no crossover of players. Yeah. Um, that would make perfect sense. But if they're insisting on having them on the weekend that they're on, the curtain raiser, Glenmore or Bennett's Bridge, one of them should be the curtain raiser for their senior team. Are you with me? Yeah. yeah. And the same with James Stevens and Dunhamagan. One of them should be the curtain raiser for their senior team if there's a senior okay. team out that weekend. That means then. Parents don't have to choose, but now, in fairness to the GA, they've made sure that there's no clashes with these games.
0: Well, the only thing I would say, on it, in fairness, there's a sizeable gap, but Glenmore on at half one, the minor final, they win that. You want to get down on the pitch, you want to celebrate, you want to do all of that thing, you want to take it in and not have to panic to get to Clara for quarter to four, where their senior team are out against Bendis Bridge.
1: Yeah, look, I think, in fairness to the GA, it's, it's two and a half hours between both games, um, and it's a 10 minute trip from from A to B. Hmm. Uh, like I don't think I think I think they've they've, they've, they've worked it out pretty well It's it, this is by design now that they've made sure that these games are near enough to each other as well that it's not going to be hard on the Glenmore supporters to go from A to B um, I'd say that selection you think so yep
0: yeah, I can guarantee the game starts at half one it lasts an hour and well say an hour and six minutes three minutes of out of time in each half well, say on average finishes down at 24 minutes to three but there's about 15 minutes give or take for half time you're back out on the pitch that game finishes up around 10 to three Potential extra time, we will say it doesn't go to extra time. The their celebrations then afterwards before they get up and lift the cup. They're not lifting the cup, say till three o'clock, five past three, and then you want to get your pictures and all that. They have to get showered, get ready to go, all like are they gonna to get to Clara for quarter to four, do you think? The minor players as well, the minor management team, all of these people that want to be involved.
1: Yeah, they'll they'll be under pressure time wise to get back down to, to Clara. The supporters won't. They'll do okay. they'll stay for celebrations, they'll hop into their cars and they'll be down in Clara. Um, you know, i am more concerned about the light uh, that Clara game yeah, that's starting true at quarter past well, four yeah. it, it better not go the extra time either quarter two four quarter two four sorry yeah. um, no it'll be fine then um, look it is what it is I, I would have personally had the minor games as curtain raisers for the senior game yeah I mean, I'd much, probably be in agreement which much, much more sense if even if now you have to remember as well the minor players will not if I rang the Glenmore minor team and said look we can play you as a curtain raiser and Clara no They don't want that They don't they want, want to play that, In Nolan probably, Park no. you know? And the, the team they're playing Want to play in Nolan Park yeah, yeah. So I think that's where it is But look These things The fixtures
0: and stuff They're never ever easy No it's not Yeah, I should, We should say that I but think a lot of people but Complain but they're, they're Not easy to do
1: No but I definitely would I would Number one Straight away I would say for next season Put the bloody minor A final On before the senior final There's nothing going on Before it anyway yeah. Fill Nolan Park You know get the place Absolutely waged yeah. Get everyone in And let them enjoy What would be a brilliant advertisement for Kilkenny for hurling, the the, the the minor B final put it on as a curtain raiser for one of the big senior games pick the top senior game semi-final or quarter-final say and say right
0: we're going to put the minor B on that weekend Okay, and that's how we do it OK sure listen we'll leave it at that Eddie um We should say that one of our colleagues here has done great work for us uh, across the championships so far this year, Kilkenny Under-20 manager Mark Dowling. His mother, Frances, unfortunately passed away last week. And I'd just like to say that all of our thoughts here at KCLR are with Mark and his family. This was the Kilkenny Hurling Podcast. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere where you do your podcast listening. Thanks ever so much for listening. And do join us again next week for another edition of the Kilkenny Hurling Podcast. The Kilkenny Hurling Podcast with Eddie Scally and Robbie Dowling, brought to you by KCLR and Scoreline.ie.